the Think Tank. KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. We're back. Uh, Tyler Montague is still here, but Chris Love, you've heard a, a word or two from her, hopefully a lot more. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I know her mainly through social media. I know to be, her to be clever, witty, and thoughtful, and to be the chair of Planned Parenthood in Arizona. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dr. Mike. That's a lovely introduction, by the way. Well, <laughs> uh, that's why you're here. I, I, di- I didn't know you from Adam, but somehow I started following your tweets, and I said, this is, this is a smart and interesting lady. Well, so. wonderful. I think that other people may say other things. <laughs> I think I'm Well, if you can't provoke well, you know, right. the, the nature of social media is if you can't provoke people here, you're not, you know, that's part of what. Just don't Absolutely. be boring. Yeah. <laughs> I am not that. <laughs> so what's bugging you these days? Oh, what isn't bugging me these days? <laughs> Um, I think this week in particular, um, I think we're seeing on Saturday there's going to be a launch by some education uh, advocates, folks folks who support public education, who are starting the process of collecting signatures for a referendum that will eventually end up on the ballot if they're successful. But it's not one referendum. It's three to seven is what I'm hearing. So we're going to get a lot of Folks with clipboards at the grocery stores asking Arizona citizens to to sign um, these things for the ballot. Mm -hmm. Um, They're particularly uh, targeting the budget that was just passed by the legislature and signed into law by the governor, where there is now a flat tax in the state of Arizona. And the education proponents see this as a direct attack on the invested ed initiative that it passed. Was. It right. clearly was. Well, well it yes. Was. Yeah. I, I was trying to be neutral about it, but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I can speak freely. It absolutely was an attack on the tax increase on the wealthier folks Basically, in Arizona. Basically, to, just to throw facts into it, mm-hmm. there was a, a incremental bump of mm-hmm. 3.5%. Uh, tax rate applied to people who are, are a couple earn a half million a year or more, mm-hmm. not on the first half million, but only on the excess of right. that, half that for a single person. And uh, clearly the legislation that was passed, the flat tax, mm-hmm. was an attempt to circumvent it because it isn't even really flat. It's a tax that went down for that group right. because they're not allowed to do so-called Bo- Voter Protection Act. They're not allowed to change Mm-hmm. The uh, results of or they're not allowed to change something that was passed by the vote of the people mm-hmm. without a vote of the people. Right. For the life of me, I'm not a lawyer, but I don't see how that passes scrutiny in terms of the Voter Protection right. Act. There, I, I, there may be a lawsuit over that. I haven't heard uh, that. Yeah, but, I haven't but, heard yet. But, but but it seems to me people said the higher income people get a three and a half percent bump, and it seems to, there's no doubt mathematically that what done. What was passed in the way of a flat tax basically uh, is absolutely in the spirit of that. The other thing about this that I've mentioned here before mm-hmm. is because we have a provision in, uh, again, voted by the people, mm-hmm. uh, there's a provision that uh, any tax increase requires a supermajority. Right. You're never going to get a supermajority. Right. So any tax cut for right. all intents is permanent. And therefore, if you look at where the discretionary uh, budget is in the state of Arizona, this would seem to inevitably defund education and on a and a permanent basis. Right. So. Exactly. So I think that the the ballot the referendum is the best way to attack this issue right now. 
I think my gripe with this is is we're, it seems like we're coming back to the Arizona public every year with something, right? We're asking Arizonans to support these ballot measures um, to counter some of the things that the legislature is doing. And the legislature is just tap dancing right on around the will of the people, right? Um, but I think that, you know, ballot initiatives obviously uh, – increased voter turnout. People are really interested in those issues and they come and support those particular ballot initiatives. What we need to be doing is also connecting the dots for our voters and say, hey, if you support public education and you support this particular initiative, if you want to stop the legislature from end running around the well of the Arizona people, then we also need to support candidates who are also supportive of public education. And so what we saw last year was, yes, folks turned out for Prop 208, and it passed without even any effort, right? And they did a great education uh, piece with that and let you know let Arizona voters know what was at stake. But what they didn't do was connect the dots and say, oh, and by the way, you really need to support these people who are running for office that are pro-education because then we don't have to do this work if they're in the legislature, if they're in statewide offices. And so I think that we really need to be more concerted about our efforts to make sure that we're connecting the dots for the people so that, yes, we can overturn we can overturn the the, the tax increase or the tax, the flat tax. Mm. But also we need to put bodies in our governing uh, bodies here in Arizona that will make sure that the will of the people is preserved. A question for you, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a Mesa resident. Mesa has historically been two things. One is very fiscally conservative, and two is very supportive of education. Mm-hmm. How do you think in your community, just your, your sort of ears to the ground, how do you think these uh, initiatives play out in in Mesa and places like Mesa? Well, depends on what they put up. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen the details of them. In Mesa... So you have, you have you know, as you go further east, you have a much higher percentage of charters and alternative schools mm-hmm. in the mix. I think Queen Creek is full, mm-hmm. fully 50 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mesa is a community where traditionally the, the schools have been very supported. They're, they're good. Mm-hmm. People don't want to see those defunded. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't want to defund our school. Conservatives don't want to defund Mountain View High School. Right. And Mesa is one of the largest school districts in the state as well. It is the largest. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that, you know, that we can connect the dots there. Well, I I think what you see is a lack of strategic thinking by the legislature. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had some before 208. If you can see something coming and if there's a demand by the public to do something and and you don't want to lose control of it, it is best to address it through the legislature. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Udall, uh, even supported by Kelly Ward, if you can believe that, uh, saw that coming and said, let's get the funding to the schools, but let's do it in a way that's friendlier to some of the business interests that really don't like Prop 208. That it, it hurts uh, small businesses. It, it hurts the state in terms of being able to attract business to the state. Um, so they tried to head that off, and they didn't get the support. And so they got the Prop 208 that we deserved by because the public wants to support mm-hmm. uh, education. And I don't like Prop 208. I'm, I'm opposed to, to it philosophically. I don't think that I want to pay my share uh, to it. I don't fit the – I wish I did, but I don't fit the, Same, the upper income category. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't like it when a group of people says, let's take their money. 
and give it to us. I don't like that. That's not good. And so I support efforts to undermine Prop 208. I just don't support efforts to undercut public school funding. So change it around, but make sure we're doing right by the schools. Otherwise, you get the backlash you deserve. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I I want people that are going to do right by the schools, but not mess up our tax structures. Could I could I ask you about one aspect of the the two hundred eight and taking money from wealthier people? Mm-hmm. I think if you see that in context, the overall – if you only looked at income taxes, that would be true. But the Arizona tax system overall is very regressive because we have uh, high reliance on sales taxes. Mm -hmm. And if you earn $15,000, $20,000 a year, you're paying the 8 or 9% on that. But if you earn millions – only a small percentage of that is – It's on your consumption. If you you were to – because because if you're rich, you can only consume so much. Right. You can only have so many meals. You can only, you know, and, and if you were to revamp the entire system to make it less regressive, I would, I, I think that argument would be stronger. I think they ought to, uh, you know, there's always talk about the, the grand bargain, big you know, overall revamp. I think they should mm-hmm. do that. I think uh, they should look at every way we take income. That That's why the governor was opposed to... Uh, and I think it was the realtors and others that, that wanted to prevent any taxing of services. You remember that one? Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was that was very – a lot of foresight on their part mm-hmm. because they're looking at the state. They're saying, you know, state, if, you, if we're going to revamp everything at some point, what you have to do is start with a clean slate and say, let's look at what's out there and what it – we we need revenues from somewhere. Where does it make sense to take it? And they did a, a wonderful preemptive uh, strike to prevent them <laughs> from right. ever ever having their ox gored. Yeah, right. let's you let's know? do it uh, with everyone else's income but ours. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and that's the problem. Everyone has to give something up. Mm-hmm. And and when you get this, you know, duct tape and bailing wire structure, which it, is so easy to get in, get it that way because you deal with it. You know, that's right. Well, I think that it also speaks to the kind of lack of talent in some of the, in the legislature in the first place, quite frankly, because they weren't thinking about what they could do. Well, the same term. thing with marijuana. The public wanted to support uh, some form of decriminalization of, of marijuana use. The legislature could have enacted something that they would have liked better than what they got. And right. could have had a lot of appropriate regulation mm-hmm. that they would be in a position to tweak that's right. If something's not working the, right. Which is exactly right. why you should do it in the legislature, not by ballot proposals, because yep, you can't change it. Exactly. You make a mistake, you're stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I just, you know, I think that we have folks that are in the legislature who are trying to seize the moment right now because of the slim majority that they had. So they just threw anything on the wall to see if it was Well, would yeah. And some of the elections laws were a joke. And to some of them make mm-hmm. sense. I mean, you got to take them one at a time. I mean, there, there's some things that were sensible in there. Uh, but in context of all the election denial and everything, mm-hmm. it, it stigmatized everything they've done. I um, think the referenda is a very crude thing, and it is successful primarily when the legislature has been completely uh, unresponsive to very strong mm-hmm. um public expressions of Derelict in their duties yeah. to govern. And we saw the success of, what was it, Prop uh, 305 in 2018, right? Where, you have to tell us what that is. Uh, okay, yeah, so that was that what, the legislature expanded uh, educational vouchers, okay. the ESA yeah, program, vouchers. right? And the people were not for it. 
And so it ended up on the it ended up on the ballot as a referendum. People voted it down. And this session, the legislature tried it again. Right. And so they 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 lost by what a one two point margin. And that was Michelle Udall, who stood in the way of the uh, the voucher expansion. We'll we'll pick up this conversation when we return in just a moment in the think tank. 